life does not always go as planned. You may be on plan B, C, D, E, F, or G, and that's okay. Life can be beautiful and messy. It doesn't have to be perfect. After crying on my kitchen floor for nearly two years, when my first husband left, I found my plan B and a depth of resilience I didn't even know I had. I'm Beth Pass, life coach. Have you ever needed to really reinvent yourself? I redesigned my life by allowing my feelings, forgiving and accepting myself in the new reality, really surrendering, plus connecting with others. We don't have to do it alone. Reframing our negative thoughts and emotions and by not looking too far down the road. Now, I have an incurable joy and zest for life. My favorite hashtag is, what if it's better? (laughs) If you're looking for motivation and inspiration with other resilient, fun, successful midlife women, keep listening to the Pain to Power podcast. You'll meet amazing women who dropped being the victim and found victory. Listen in to create a spark in you to navigate this wild ride called life that comes with living full out. Hello, my friends. I get to make sure you can see both Nina and I today. Nina, welcome. Thank you, Beth. It's so exciting to be here. I know. You guys, you're getting a rare treat. You're getting to meet one of my personal friends today. And just so you know, I want to read her bio for you. Nina O'Bear is a speaker and funness facilitator. I love the fun in that. In her keynotes and play shops, she brings positive energy and this unique ability to make the complex simple. Nina is the host of a live talk show titled Cup of Joy, where women of faith share in, join in, and celebrate what's going right. Did you hear that, people? Like she's focused on what's going right. It's so brilliant. She loves taking selfies. You got to be, you got to follow her on Facebook, people, and on Instagram, actually Instagram. She's crazy fun, crazy fan of game nights, and she uses the phrase, in my humble opinion, a lot. She is passionate about personal development and is known for having the wisdom of a 90-year-old with the energy of a nine-year-old. Oh, Nina, I could not be happier with that amazing bio. That's so you. Thank you, Beth. I know sometimes when I hear it, I'm like, really? Is that it? Did we land this plane? But I really think does. And hopefully, since this is an audio and maybe visual for some people, you'll get the energy between Beth and I, depending on where this train goes. Who knows where it's going? Do you know where it's going? I don't know where it's going. In fact, that leads me to my first question. So I have a podcast called from pain to power that you've said yes to. Uh, And we are personal friends. And what I love about Nina is I feel like I'm almost having a conversation with myself when I'm with her because we've had so many of the same career choices over time. But you found yourself saying yes to this for whatever reason. I don't even need to know if your arm was twisted to be here. But I'm curious to know what comes up for you when I say 
from pain to power. Cause we could talk about a dozen different items, but like in this moment right now with your hand on your heart, which you've taught me to do, what comes up for you? Hmm. You know, when you first announced that you were doing this podcast and like you said, we are personal friends. So I, I know so many of your stories, you know, so many of mine. And I think in recent years where I guess I could like pinpoint some pain was through a lot of change, right? Is it (laughs) change is the catalyst and you get to choose whether it's going to be painful or not. Even when you're focusing on what's going right, there still can be some deep down things. So I feel like just the transition, the move, the change that happened in my life when everyone else, when the world was changing around the pandemic. And I think more, although it will include my um, my entrepreneurial journey, it's more my personal journey with relationships. Yeah, Ooh, we like personal journeys. I love the real, the raw, the, you know, just the messiness of life and the beautiful parts of it. it I, feel, I feel like a lot of coaches focus on safe topics, you know, imposter syndrome. Not that that's actually, that's a juicy one too. And I don't want to bad name anything, but what I love is when people are willing to go, you know, don't talk about this much, but this is what I would like to talk about is your personal journey. And so talk to us first about this move, because I find it fascinating that you had what I saw as a perfect life in Florida and you all of a sudden, not all of a sudden, to me, it felt like all of a sudden you had a shift, you had a calling, you had a something brewing in your heart that has led your family to a whole nother state. So give us the backstory and tell us if there was you know, pain is such an interesting word. If there was just, you know, what was the pain before you moved? So I love that you're like, there was this calling and this draw and, you know, you moved your family. So let's just be clear. (laughs) It was my husband. And I love to tell you that since I still liked him, I went with him. Yeah. So let's just... I'm sure we have that reminder. I forgot I wasn't interviewing your husband. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So anyways, with that said, it was a journey and it, it was not overnight. And although you said you felt like it was sudden, probably that's how it looked. I, I recall when I posted it on the social, which is so terrible. That's how people find out information. I thought I was being open to people, but the responses I got back were like, we should go back and read some of those messages that it really was like, I'm like, oh, this is left field for people. I I thought I had told everyone, you know? So anyways, yes, I agree. I feel like we really did have an incredible life in South Florida. I was born in Miami. I grew up in Miami. When I decided to go away to college, I really wanted to go away. So I did. Went to Connecticut, met my husband. Then he and I lived in New York. Then we lived in San Diego. And then we were brought back to Florida. And it just so happens it was when our first daughter was born. So you can imagine 25 years later, now he is literally packing up the house around me. And we 
of course it is funny now. This is three years ago, but it's the truth. Like when we tell it, people are laughing, thinking this really didn't happen, but I had an office upstairs and I just kept going about my business, having my calls with you, having my calls with my clients. I was already doing a lot of my business online, which as you can imagine, became a blessing when we moved and house is emptying around me. And I haven't packed my clothes. <laughs> Y'all, I, I hadn't done what probably you should be doing when you are moving. And so it was April. It was towards the end of April. Our house was to close at the very end and we were going to move on May 1st. And it was the pandemic, if you recall, March, right? Whatever it was, mid-March, maybe by the third week of March, the world had shut down. And the real estate industry all industries didn't know what to do, right? So they started to make a lot of concessions and do a lot of different things. And, you know, I mean, although we have incredible faith, I don't know. I'm like, what if it doesn't happen? What if, you know, what if it doesn't? What I was focusing on what if it doesn't when I like to focus on what if it's better? Whoa, self-coaching. Did you self-coach yourself right out of that? Or you only know that looking back? I think I'm just recognizing this right now, which is interesting because maybe that was part of my story anyways, right? My husband is leaving. Seriously, guys, you still like him. So I'm going to go, but it's not exactly with this open heart and open, you know, mind. I'm not saying I was totally shut off from it, but I had my reservations because of the life we had built in South Florida. So go ahead. let me just make a point underscoring here a little bit because a lot of times people have to feel big feelings and a lot of excitement and really feel like it's a heck yes or it's a no to move. And what I hear you saying is you trusted Pete to have that heck yes. And you were sort of in the, I'm going where you're going. And I know the weather was concerned for your daily outdoor walks, but I hear from the get-go your trust in your spouse and your trust in your faith and that trust in the universe wasn't going to steer you wrong. Just like, like with something very big, like your residence. Right. Right. And so it's interesting because I know you talk about this stuff too. It's like, are we focusing on what we want? Or are we focusing on what we don't want? And five days before we are to leave the deal on our house in South Florida fell through which is unheard of really. No, I guess it's not unheard of, but it was crazy the reason why. And the only reason why had to do with these new things they were passing with, with the real estate because of COVID. So there was 24 hours of, woo, and we, you know, my mom, my mama, got to give her credit. She always said, you have 24 hours on the piss pot, but then you got to like make a decision. So we kind of had our 24 hours and then we, you know, again, Pete's like, I'm leaving. So I'm like, I'm going. So we did. And I will say, and I know that so many people have so many stories in COVID and uh, probably like you said, that word, we don't want to use pain, but a lot of pain, right? Happened in that. And I'll tell you the moment I moved, I think it was like, okay, well, we're going to make the best of this. And I felt like God did for me because, because the world was shut down, the only way we were communicating was online. And I got to stay connected to my church, 
my Emmaus group, which is a big part of my journey, all my clients, like I got to just build upon what I was already doing. And I'm like, I can do this. Your right? Toastmasters group, you know, my Toastmasters where, group, where you felt community, you could sort of bring it with you, so to speak, or you could plug back into it, even though you moved. So huge blessing, huge, huge blessing. So it took, it took me a while to recognize that um, so a big part of me, and I think when we described my energy and people and taking the selfies and all that kind of stuff, you know, none of that's happening because we're not, you know, with humans anymore, you know, face to face. The interesting part is, I think, you know, many different parts of the country did different things. <laughs> you know, So some a nice way. I know. Say. Yeah, I know. <laughs> some were like, just go do right. And, and so although we we had traveled a lot. So that was helping with the transition. We traveled a lot back to, to Florida because of Pete's work, you know, all that kind of stuff. What really happened one morning was I realized I could no longer go to church online that I, I just, this wasn't working anymore. It was working until it wasn't working anymore. And so I decided to visit uh, one of the local churches in person. And again, although my husband and I are both of the same faith, he was no longer going to church. And I could feel that this was something that was so important to me that I decided to go. And that was probably my first thing that I did that was related to seeing people like on purpose face-to-face. Because again, I'm not going to lie. We traveled during COVID. I went back to see my family. People came to visit us, you know, all that kind of stuff. And people can say whatever they want to say, but we made our choice to do that. Yep, I did too. Yeah. So, so uh, when I, although I went to church and I was like, oh my gosh, okay, this is what I needed. I, I didn't want to go there alone, you know? And even though I did, I went week after week after week and I chose the 730 mass in the morning. So it wouldn't disrupt anything I was doing with my husband, you know, because it was all about us and sitting on our patio and doing all that kind of stuff. But I finally thought, you know what, I'd like him to join me. So I'm going to ask for a gift for Mother's Day. And that would be for him to come to mass with me. I didn't know this part of the story. Yeah. And so, you know, you kind of like, I mean, maybe it's right, maybe it's wrong, but it's, are you going to say no to if like that. Right. Brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> and and he said, all right, what are we going to do for breakfast after? I'm like, I don't know. We can come back and I can make something. And he goes, I've always wanted to go to this diner that we, that you drive by every time it's called Stacks Original. And I'm like, okay. He goes, can we go there after? And I said, if you're good at mass, we can go to breakfast. Bribery gets us everywhere. Doesn't it though? Doesn't it though? So I will say that one moment has turned into pretty much an almost every Sunday activity now. I just, I don't even know. I don't, I, and, and back then, I didn't know what it would mean today, right? As part of my journey. Right. And I love how unattached you were that you were going at 7.30, which I think is a crazy hour. It's almost still dark. In fact, it is dark in Iowa portions of the year. And you were unattached. It wasn't like throwing down a, you know, you do this or not. You really just led with your own leadership, with your own 
part. Can you underscore for everyone and me, you know, like, so if you were to say what the pain is or was, what would your, what words, what language would you put on it? That then you eventually went to, you know, found community, found real people to hug. Your husband's going with you to church. It's everything you've ever wanted. But what was the, was it, what? I, so, so again, as I was telling my like happy part of the story that, thank you, God, you kept me connected you know, in these other areas. And, um, and although I'm so grateful, and I recognize that that got me to a certain point, I think the pain was actually realizing, we're not vacationing here. (laughs) We're not just visiting. Now, for the part of the story, we actually built a house. So and I know that's not a normal thing, maybe that you do later in life, right? Some people do. I didn't think we were ever going to build a house, uh, you know, in our time. Uh, Our first house, although it was a brand new house, we didn't start the build. We kind of finished the build. Our second house was a resale. And then now here we are, you know, moving, building from scratch. So we lived in an apartment for 10 months. So again, this like, I think, has anyone ever been in a situation you're going along, right? You do see the glass half full, right? You have that in your DNA. So you're like, I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to explore. I'm going to do all these things. But how much of your life can just be this perpetual, I don't know, vacation, I guess is the only thing I can say. We were leaving. We were coming back. People were visiting us. They were coming back. I was all in for it. I am I love to host, as you know that. But I think there was a deeper, like, can it go on like this forever? Or are you going to put roots down? Are you always going to be a visitor in your life? I guess you could say, right? Maybe it's not a move, but are you just visiting at your work, at your life, at your relationships, or are you willing to drop roots and go deeper? Does that make any sense to you at all? Well, it does. I was guessing it was something around community, intimacy, and connection that is what I'm hearing in this is you went, you threw your heart over the fence with your new home, which is in, what? where are you now? It's called Traveler's Rest, South Carolina. I mean, come on. And we live, it's the up country of South Carolina. So we're not, we're not by the water, we're by the mountains. And we live on up country lane. And then we lovingly called our house up country retreat. I mean, it has all the makings, right? Yeah. But if, yeah, if you're not, I get that's the only thing, taking roots, like, and I love anyone and everyone who has come and who will come to our house. We want to share this area with you. But until, you know, I finally said enough is enough, right? Uh, I don't think I started to really get past, we'll call it pain, but this whole like, oh my gosh, we moved are we crazy? Why did we do this? My mom and dad are still alive. My sister's, you know, still there. Left family and an incredibly huge network of friends. Yeah. What if, you know, a lot of people would say, I am not that big of a risk taker. I couldn't do that. And I'm also thinking like, so I want to spend the most of our time talking about how great your life is now, but I, I feel like I can't leave like the pain yet of what were some of the struggles 
because you really, I'm sure it's easier to see now that you're not in them. You know, what was it like not having Pete go with you to church? What was it not like not not putting roots down in the last few places? So what was that? Yeah, you know, I think, and I hope, my hope is, my trust is, my prayer is that someone will hear part of their story in this, that we all, I feel like, went through something like this. And if you were like you and I, we did our, as our friend Jack would say, level best to stay connected to people, right? And we created communities online and we, you know, the, the audio only app where we do Cup of Joy, we did in Clubhouse. That was, that was huge. But again, recognizing it's almost like it's two different realities, right? So the pain I was feeling was was I had these moments where I could connect with you or other people and they were moments of the day and I was keeping busy. And I mean, oh my gosh, work was really, it was on a roll there for a while until it wasn't, right? And I think that was another big one that I did not plan. It was because I was collaborating with someone else that that plan then happened for me, we'll say. Yeah. Back then I might've said it happened to me. But I feel like the pain was, I had this beautiful home. Like I said, I had people, but people I already knew coming and going, but to rely so heavily on really what was a different part of your life and not to go all in on your current life, you're really, I think you know this, but maybe you need to hear it. You're doing yourself a disservice, yeah. you know? And so um, I... I mean, we're alluding to it and we're coming back to it, but I really think this whole, like if you make a change and if you shift and if you physically move somewhere, I think it's just a natural tendency as a human to want to find the similarities, right? To want to find maybe, well, that worked well down in South Florida. Let me see how it's going to work here. And again, I have to use the example of the church because, um, I only went to that church because of the time so that I would not disrupt my time with Pete because he was not coming to church. It would never be the church of choice. It's looked nothing like it's a complete 180 from the type of church that I went to growing up, uh, the church that we brought our kids to and the last church that I was at in South Florida. So why am I pointing that out? Because even though I knew I couldn't, it was almost like a fake life, right? How many of us were living like a fake life, right? In during COVID, during the pandemic. And now it's like, okay, I got to dive into my real life. And um, you don't necessarily have to go back to what was working before in South Florida. Maybe it's something new. New beginnings. I love right. Love when you said going all in on your life. That is one of the messages of this podcast is what happens when you go all in your life with your faith, with your relationships, with your health, with boldness, with, with everything. So I guess my question is what, what did happen? What is happening? Because I have had a front row seat to it, but please share with those that haven't been so lucky. <laughs> that haven't had this front row seat. Well, it first takes, as you already know. And you just get honest with someone, right? Yes, you can get honest with yourself, but helps if you can verbalize that to someone. And I think I've always had the natural bend, as my friend Beth does, to be like, I'm good. I got this. 
how can I serve you? How can I, you know, so I'd say step one is, can you put the mirror up and can you help someone out? Go ahead. As you said that, I keep thinking that is like a polite way to hide you and I, when we just go, oh no, no. How are you? You know, I'm here to serve you. (laughs) How interesting that that was hiding because I love to get honest. Yeah. So I really had to get honest because even as things were shifting and changing and I was getting out more, you then have that whole like, well, this is working. Air quotes, everybody, this is working, but is it really? You know, so you're like, I don't want to get too far away from that, right? This comfort. But I just know that I know now God is saying, there's more, there's more. And so I started going to a spiritual director. This is I had I, love I, this. I had heard of a spiritual director, but I didn't, I really didn't know it was a thing. I definitely didn't know it was a thing in my faith, in my religion. I really thought it was, you know one of those others, you know, type thing, but it wasn't, it was for me. And what were the big, I mean, not specifically, but like, how did that support you? So, oh my gosh, go back really quick. Remember Pete's only coming to church because I'm getting him breakfast, but then he keeps coming and then he keeps nudging me saying, are we going to sign up to belong to this church? Are we going to sign up to belong to this church? I'm like, I'm getting to it. Are we going to sign up to belong to this church? Meanwhile, in my mind, I'm going, isn't there another church? This isn't even the one. This is this is nothing like I'm used to, right? But he keeps nudging me. And all I want is to be with my husband, church, to build that relationship together. So I'm like, all right, I guess I'm signing up for this church. And then the bulletin comes with all the things they offer. And I scan it. And I join the knitting ministry. Yes, knitting. And I, I asked to have a spiritual director. Two things that are like, what? They're not your usual. They're not my usual. And they have been such a blessing. So a spiritual director is someone, their whole goal is to be there to stand in, right? Stand in for God, stand in for Jesus, because they they just know the teachings inside and out and to listen, right, really well and ask you that next right question, right? Like and a mirror, so- like a mirror. So different from a life coach in that we don't have the teachings or the the background, the experience. Oh, it's oh. beautiful that they could just hold, they could just talk with you and be a mirror to you. Be, be a mirror. And then this was the thing. This is how I eventually was able to then open up, get real, tell the real thing is because now I was having these conversations with her and I'm like, oh, there is pain. Yeah. There are things that uh, don't feel good, don't feel right. There, there are conversations I need to have with others, myself, you know, and the more you allow yourself to say, um, you know, it's funny as I share this story, I'm like, you know, because you've interviewed so many people and they've gone through so many crazy things. And I'm like, I didn't go through anything crazy, but I did. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I did. I didn't allow myself to be fully alive, fully engaged. Yes. Oh, just saying that. Oh, I just love that you said that. I actually, I know what you're talking about. Some of the podcasts have been just, you know, horrific, like out of a movie kind of stuff. And probably I'm guessing a lot of my listeners haven't had that, those things go on in their life. So what you just said about, I wish I'd written it down is it was so perfect, but I'll go back and grab it. 
not knowing themselves or not being true to themselves or, you know, kind of half living, kind of half awake, half asleep. I don't know. Well, however you want to frame it, that is so relatable. Like people are living it and they don't even know it. So this is huge pain to power. Yeah. And so my pain is that I have an immense, immense love of the Lord and that, I mean, I can look back now at my whole life and know that, you know, he's was always there with me through every single one of my really, really bad, bad mistakes and choices and all those kinds of things. But over the past 10 years, I've just known that I've known he's changing me. And yet, you know this, but your listeners don't. And yet I still held back. And yet I still didn't want people to know. I think people know that I know God and that I love God, but there was more. And um, so again, allowing myself to no longer have that pain me because I was so concerned about what other people are going to say or think or do. And now it's like, I'm totally living out loud, playing full on. And it's not to be in anyone's face. It's because this is who I truly am. And so now I have this just, I don't even, sometimes I don't even know how to put it into words, how I'm living now. Well, allow me to put it into some words. No, I was just going to say glowing. It's like a glowing knowing. Oh my gosh, that rhymes. A glowing knowing. But that is what I feel when I'm with you. And you're quiet. You're not showy about it. You just wait until people have their moment, you know, picturing you as a coach or a facilitator or spiritual director of your own, you doing that someday. You kind of wait and let everybody run through their you know, you've done it to me a million times. And then you just, Beth, put your hand on your heart. And and you now don't hold back. You like open up at the risk of, it just, you're unattached to what people think. So I am going to give you the final word in this. And as we start to wrap up is the person who is holding back, you know, kind of like living, they're not yet glowing in all the knowing they're sort of like quietly you know they're just quieter they're just not in their full glory mm-hmm. what message do you have for them what mm-hmm. are you, what words do you have for them i think we you said so many of the beautiful things i think the first step is just uh, allow yourself to go there like allow yourself to like we said, hold up the mirror, be raw, be real, find someone. And maybe your someone is is God you start the conversation with, but then maybe it's, you know, a friend you haven't spoken to in a long time, or maybe it is a spiritual director or a coach, you know, that you hire, or just I guess notice it was it was there was an inner feeling when I put my hand on my heart, even though things were good, right? The hashtag we've been saying for how many years? What if it's better? And y'all, my life is so much better. And if you had told me that's how it was going to be three years ago, you know, that's not what I was thinking. You know, that's not what I was leaning into. And yet one small step at a time, right? Our favorite Tanzanian proverb, little by little, a little is going to become a lot. So it just takes one little step to open up your heart to see that, there is another way. There's more than one way to cook an egg. <laughs> yeah. 
I hear a lot of trusting. It's kind of will end where we started because that's what you did about this move is you just trusted. You had this blind faith. You, that's what, you know, you have such a good sense of humor that you can sort of laugh and giggle in the face of fear and, and go, I don't know, we're just moving, you know? <laughs> and that, is, that childlike works and it's inspiring to others. So Nina O'Bear, thank you for this gift of, of, you know, of sharing your glowing, sharing your knowing. And I know you don't even want that glory. You don't want all that. You're pointing to God and you're just like a, like a vessel. You just get to just keep putting the microphone out and encouraging other people to live this life where you just allow yourself to go there. Mm-hmm. Any final words, my friend? I love you like ridiculous. Thank you for this opportunity to share. It's been a total honor and a pleasure. Awesome. And if people want to connect with you, the best way is how? Instagram. Come on to the gram and follow the stories. Perfect. And what's your Instagram handle? We'll put it It in the show notes too. Yeah, it's at Nina Ober. Beautiful. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. So grateful you tuned in to another episode of Pain to Power podcast. Each month, I'm committed to bringing you juicy, raw, real life stories and shine a light on the women whose lives are often very messy, and yet they dropped being a victim to their life circumstances and stood in victory in their thoughts and emotions. I love to inspire and motivate women to love their life. If you want to receive more inspiration, come play in my private Facebook group called Best Life Tribe for inspiration on the daily or join my email list for connections, strategies, and tips. Join at BethMottPass.com. I am a certified coach, trainer, and speaker. I lead inspiring private and small group workshops, resulting in authentic coaching in a vibrant community. I host personal and group retreats as well as virtual gatherings designed to ignite your life and get you back to loving your life. Let's get social. Connect with me on Facebook at Beth Pass Coach or Instagram at Beth Pass or on LinkedIn at Beth Pass.